Hello. I'm Randy. And I'm Claire. And you're listening to Killer Vibes, a true crime podcast. We made it into the double digits. Yes, our first time. I'm wow. so happy about all this research you did. I think <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. Um, so Bundy has been convicted. Yay. Yay. He's going to die. Nah. That's not really. <laughs> this verdict would be very popular in Florida. And I watched a little news clip from one of the stations in Tallahassee. And they basically talk about how most of the convicted killers on death row, there's like over 1,700 killers or not really killers, but convicted felons that are on death row at this point. And they all haven't been executed, but all of the executions that have taken place mostly take place in the South. So Florida has already like served out six executions, which is quite a bit. So again, really, Bundy shouldn't have escaped from Colorado at all because he Ugh. wouldn't have faced the death he penalty if he went to trial. There in that really nice prison that, yeah. you know, became very knowledgeable very about knowledgeable. law exactly. and appealed himself out of there. Yep. And then he could have gone on to have a lovely life of murder, which he wanted. (laughs) Exactly. A lovely life of freedom and murder. (laughs) Um, What an idiot. See, this is why he's not smart, kids. This is why. (laughs) Okay. So I haven't mentioned this person yet because I don't like them. And I like avoiding not talking about her because I think she's gross. But okay. We're going to have to talk about her because she's kind of essential to the end of this. So Carol Ann Boone is a pretty big part of Bundy's life at the very end. And they actually have known each other since he lived in Washington. So they worked together. It was like at a weird clinic thing, something for emergency services that he did. And she actually would tease him constantly about how much he looked like the Ted from Lake Sammamish State Park. (laughs) So... They had a like a friendship and then she would be pretty heavily involved. Like I didn't mention it because I don't like her, but she was there in Utah as well. She didn't really do much, but they did have a relationship that they were carrying on while he was still involved with poor Elizabeth Klepfer. I feel so terrible for her. But yeah, so Carol Ann Boone has been around for a bit, but I don't like her, so I don't talk about her. Unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about her because she would be... involved with Bundy at the end and um, she also was suspected in helping him escape in Colorado. Um, Like opened a window? Yeah, or something. Or helped him with like planning how he would do that. Sending him letters is like, oh well, maybe you could Jimmy open the light fixture or something. So she was suspected of that. She was never actually like found guilty of doing anything like that or whatever. So yeah. Carol was like a twice divorced mother who I don't even know why she was obsessed with him. I mean, I don't think he's charming whatsoever, but but he didn't put his charm on you. That's right. He you didn't, know, he didn't. He was attractive, and he he was kind of attractive. And like I mean, tons of smart women were totally manipulated by him. Absolutely, including Carol. I mean, mm-hmm. she, she wasn't a stupid human being that's for sure (laughs) but yeah I mean everyone believed in his innocence and even after he was convicted and the verdict came back guilty people were still like we're gonna appeal it we're gonna appeal it and it's he's gonna be fine like we don't believe in his guilt at all his poor mother would be there too and she's she's interviewed by police and is like we believe in his innocence and all this stuff 
Um, and she, oh, she would also take the stand in the um, previous murder trial saying that she had never seen the chip in Bundy's tooth before. <laughs> Lies. That's a weird thing to commit perjury about, Carol. I know. I'm like, okay, could you just calm down a little bit? But he must have convinced her to do it. I don't even know. Or maybe she had convinced herself that that evidence was wrong. And she was like, yeah. you know what? You're right. You never had that before. That's new. People will do crazy things for love. Yes. (laughs) Make it weirdly romantic. So, I mean, she's a victim in all of this, too. She is the poor thing. And she would be, there's some other, yeah. Well, anyway, we'll we'll talk about her more later because she does come into sort of like full view when he's on death row. So the trial for Kimberly Ann Leach is in 1980, and he had already received the death penalty for the Chi Omega murders, but... Everyone is just kind of like losing interest in him. And this trial is not as popular as the first trial. And there aren't a lot of things that happen that are like super groundbreaking, like the the eyewitness testimonies and just like the women coming forward, because obviously we don't have Kimberly to, to vouch for herself. So on January 7th, when the trial opens, like nothing really happens. Bundy is still representing himself and he gets like really angry in this trial because people don't care about this. Mm-hmm. And he is playing lawyer in all of it. And he's still using like the third person to describe himself. It's literally like he's just parading around the courtroom acting like a lawyer. It's like his final time he can do something like this and kind of get a taste for it. And he really does get very angry. And his famous picture of him with his hand up and he's yelling, I'm pretty sure that's from the Kimberly Leach trial. Um, yeah, no one's paying attention to him. Yeah, no and one's. That's yeah, the only reason he's doing that. Exactly. And there's like some weird people that like parade into the room. Like there's this one woman who like just walks in and is wearing like a cheetah print coat and like spins around while he's giving one of his examinations, cross examinations <laughs> or something, and like just sits down in this very dramatic. Oh, fashion. it's really odd. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the one interesting thing is that he did propose to Carol Ann Boone on the stand and he had to phrase it a certain way and he messed up <laughs> the first time so he was like would you like to marry me I would like to marry you or something like that and that wasn't the right way to do it because they found a loophole in the law that says that if they said it a certain way in the courtroom they would have been married instantly um, oh my gosh that's so funny yeah so he said it wrong the first time and everyone was kind of like uh <laughs> and then he would go back up and he would say Carol, would you like to marry me? And she would giggle and say yes. And he was like, great, I'd like to marry you too. And so they, yeah, it's really cringy, the video. It really is so cringy. <laughs> um, it, I, I don't know. I, he just doesn't seem very eloquent to me. And the way he presents it, he messes up and he knows he messes up. It's just gross. I have a video of it. I'll post it in the thing so you can watch it. But anyway. So um, that's the only interesting thing. And eventually Bundy would be found guilty of the murder of Kimberly Ann Leach and would be sentenced yet again to death by the electric chair. So I've been waiting for this moment to tell you this information that I discovered (laughs) last night that I didn't know about. So this conviction is where we get the name of the new movie 
with Zac Efron. Oh, okay. And I haven't seen anyone connect these two together, which I think is really weird because it's such an odd name for a film. So you heard it here, folks. This is where they got the name for the film. It actually is related to the case. Florida state law would be actually written. This is how it would be written. And it would state that Bundy had been convicted of a crime extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. So that's where we get the name of the film. It is written into Florida state's little conviction, whatever. I don't even know what you call those things. I don't even know what you're talking um, about. What, it's like a an opinion, I guess? Yeah. So, Why would they have an opinion? I don't know. I don't even know. I have, what is that called? So, I don't know. It's like a conviction. Just a statement? Yeah, it's like a conviction statement. Maybe so it was he made been, in the in the um, sentencing. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, it was exactly. a statement made by the so, judge when they were sentencing him. Yeah, so like I found that information in the book and the, it says, in the language of Florida state law, he had been convicted once again of a crime extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. So it went down in in writing that his crimes were extremely wicked, shocking the evil and vile. So that's where we get the title from. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I thought it was just like an indie movie title. Because it is they a came cool title. But it's it just is. hard to say yeah, it's and remember. Just, yeah. So that's where that comes from. I like that. So it is related. I kind of like that they're not super... Like, I know that they're out not really the open about it. that up. Yeah. Um, and Anne Rule can't say anything about it because unfortunately she did pass away. Yeah. Um, I think it was like in 2008 or something. Yeah. Um, so it was a little bit ago. But so we got Bundy on death row. Chilling. He will be on death row for nine years. <laughs> Just so we're clear on that. Um, he was supposed to be executed a couple different times, but it kept on getting pushback and everything and he was still married to carol and during this time on death row he would father a child with carol named rose it is his biological child and carol would come forth and say oh well the guards let us slip off every once in a while and so we could have sex and then i gave birth to his actual biological daughter why you would want to have sex with a convicted serial sexual murderer i'm not Sure, but I mean, Carol obviously got some issues too. Oh, clearly, poor thing. So, Carol would be around for quite a while when Bundy would actually start confessing and like do the 200 hours of tape recording with all of these different people. She would start to realize who Mm -hmm. he really was. And yeah, she was really well manipulated mm-hmm. and it's so gross what she did yes. and she's so awful, but it's yes, also but sad like, too. <laughs> it is kind of sad. Like, sorry to put Carol down. I, I was pretty mean to her, but, but <laughs> well, she um, did awful things. <laughs> she did. She did. Um, but she was manipulated. And like you had mentioned before, she was a victim of Bundy's as well. So she divorces him in, I, I believe, in November. Her daughter. I know, right? <sighs> um, and she did change her name and her daughter's name. So they are assumingly living out their best life and his daughter would be 36 now i believe awkward no he would she would be like i think 26 no when i don't know when she was born oh wait well he was maybe 20s or 30s or 40s maybe (laughs) yeah something he she's either in her late to early 30s or late 30s like early 40s. Early 30s. Or like- <laughs> there's a nine year time gap here. So there's, she could be anywhere from early 30s to late 30s. So there you go. But we don't know who they are. And really, like, we shouldn't be trying to find them. Just like leave her the hell alone. Like, I'm sure yeah, it's enough sucks. stress to realize that your biological father murdered over 36 women. Okay. 
So the most important time of Bundy's time on death row would be the confession tapes. And as I have mentioned, he would confess to certain murders. And that's sort of, this is where it happens. Um, So all of the tapes wouldn't actually be recorded. And most of his like official confessions wouldn't happen until a week before his execution. So it's a slow process of getting all of this information out of him. So quite a few people interview Bundy on death row and each like he would confess to different people and he was accused of 36 murders at the time, but brought the number down to a solid 30 by the time his interviews were over. And that number includes all of the women that I have named thus far. And in addition, a few unidentified victims that Bundy would even forget the names of. I mean, like he even forgot about Susan Curtis until literally minutes before he was going to be executed. So um, rude. I know. How dare you? So this tactic that he utilizes um, is called bones for time. So that just basically means he's trying to get a stay of execution by confessing and giving information that was previously not known to investigators in order to prevent the death penalty from actually being given it's like I guess good time yes <laughs> but not kind of <laughs> exactly um yeah so he uses this as a way to bargain for his life basically so FBI profiler Bill Hagmeyer would be the one to get the confessions out of Bundy when he was on death row he would be sent into profile Bundy and the bulk of the interviews are actually with Hagmeyer um, in addition to Hagmeyer Sheriff's Detective Robert Keppel from King County in Washington was also involved in getting the confessions from Bundy he would obviously focus on the murders in Washington and it was Keppel who would be sitting there hearing the description of George Ann Hawkins murder which as I had mentioned in like I don't know like the first or second episode it was a pretty poignant and very disturbing murder for Mm -hmm. for Bundy he kind of freaked out about it in addition to that Bundy also said that he would help Keppel find the the Green River killer (laughs) um Mm -hmm. who was active after him uh which isn't true that's weird yeah they did catch him though they did catch him and he also had some very disturbing very disturbing like issues with tapes. his yeah or I don't know about confession tapes but issues with I his thought, mom oh yeah yeah she would like <laughs> true do sexual like inappropriate things in front of him as a kid and it's like Yikes. well mm, that makes sense why that yeah. happened <laughs> it's like guys <laughs> chill out while the confession tapes are very poignant and would help significantly to um, clear up some information about some missing persons cases. Um, We should also take everything he says with a grain of salt, because according to Keppel, while he was recording some of the conversations, Bundy would like say something and then write something (laughs) different on a piece of paper and like scoot it across the table to Keppel and it would be different information. So that's a little deceptive and you know (laughs) yeah but again I feel like he was just trying to utilize this tactic of bones for time and um stay his execution so he was like well you can record my voice but I'm actually not telling you the truth so if you give me more time I will tell you the truth but you have to give me more time first yeah um and I mean his execution was stayed for like nine years he was supposed to be executed the year after he was convicted, and that didn't happen um, due to, like, the appeal process. And there was another murderer that had been caught in um, Florida. His name is, like, 
It starts with a G. I don't remember. Is it the Gainesville Ripper? Maybe. No. <laughs> no. Am I getting that right? Can you look that up? Yeah. Uh, Danny. Is it in Harold Florida? Rolling? Yeah. No, it was in. Yeah, it was in Florida. Okay. Yeah. So that guy wasn't. He was. Huh. I don't know when he. He was active. It was only for like a weekend. It was like. Yeah. Really it, quickly. It was, he killed five students. Yeah. And that was it. Um, I mean, he was, he died in 2005. Oh, murdered five students in Gainesville, Florida over four days in the late 90s. Oh, okay. So, I don't remember who the other person was. It doesn't really matter. But there's a lot of reasons that his execution was stayed. Um, And, like, they was stayed a little bit because of this information that was coming out. Um. And one thing that I thought was really interesting, because I have listened to a significant amount of these tapes, was there was an instance um, where he, you can hear Bundy's desperation in his voice. And I was super shocked by that, because in most of them, he's just sort of quiet, tentative, doesn't really want to, he doesn't really, he's kind of hard to hear in a lot of them. Um, so you have to, like, listen to it on, like, full volume in your headphones. Um but there's one thing he says, and the words are not significant, but the cadence in his voice, it just like, it sounds like he's about to cry. And it made me feel things for him. I was like, oh, like I visibly was like, this is so sad. Mm-hmm. But then I realized who I was talking about and I changed my mind. Um, but so he said, you've been after this for 15 years. A couple of months is not going to make any difference. So he's literally like, Give me more time. I will tell you the truth, but I don't want to die yet. And um, well, I mean, anyone dying yes, is sad. Is sad. It's, it really is. I, I mean, mean, like, I don't want to be. You're I don't a wanna, human being. Yeah, I don't want to be sad for them. I don't want to sound sympathetic, but I really, I don't like murdering people in any capacity for whatever reason. Yeah. So I do feel very bad for him, and he's very fearful of death. So. I don't know, just the way that he said that sentence. And you can listen to it in one of the videos I posted. <laughs> it's um, the ABC story about his execution. And the line is in there and he actually says it. And it is very like, I listened to it like four times, just him saying that sentence over and over again, because I was so shocked by how much I f- like felt for him after he said yeah. these things. Well, um, I mean, at the end of the day, he's still a human being who had a life yeah. and had mm-hmm. feelings and he did like the worst things ever but you I yeah. mean it, it's still sad to anticipate another like someone dying exactly so however despite all of this new information the governor of Florida said that they do not negotiate with murderers and they would finally what? pick is that that's the definition of plea bargaining okay that's weird so, in addition to Bill Hagmeyer and Robert Keppel, Bundy would talk to journalist Stephen Michael, who I talked about briefly before. Bundy wanted to write a book, and so he asked this journalist for help. Michael said he found Bundy to be complex and elusive, not to mention an outright liar. Um, he turned the interviews into a game of shoots and ladders with disingenuous pleas of faulty memory and long sen- silences preventing me from pinning him down. He employs a really I thought that was you talking just then. And I was like, why are you speaking that way? No, sorry. I bumped the microphone. No, no, no. The words that you were saying. I. Oh, no. I was like. I didn't say that. 
that's a weird way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. That was um that was, that was Steven journalist, tell- yeah. saying that. So yeah, so he <laughs> a game of shoots and ladders. I was like, wow, it's ladders. getting really dramatic. <laughs> Yeah, I had some fun with my word choices. Here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's from an, a direct quote from uh, Stephen Michaels. Um, so, yeah, he used a really cool tactic, which Randy just loves. I do. It's a really neat tactic. So it's you just tell cool. him about it. Okay. It's, I mean, if you watch the Bundy tapes, the Confessions with a Killer. Yeah, conversations conversations with, a killer. with a Killer on Netflix that just came out like a month or so so ago. It explains this, but the journalist was just realizing that he wasn't getting the true Ted Bundy and he was Ted Bundy was just like bullshitting him repeatedly. Yeah. So he kind of realized the the narcissistic features to his personality mm-hmm. and the fact that he obviously has this interest in law and thinks he's really intelligent. So he said, why don't you talk to me as if you're an expert witness testifying about yourself? And that totally like changed the whole game for Ted. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking about himself, just opens yeah. up. And it's so cool. And like, I think you were actually the one who told me that. And then, because I was like, I'm not watching that show. Yeah. And I told you that. And then I was like, oh like, my God, I have to watch okay, that show. We should probably watch that. <laughs> it's just um, really cool. And I think that the whole entire time, Ted Bundy's either like being like a human being mm-hmm. and it's sad and like frustrating that he had all of these mental illnesses that went unaddressed and that it had to result in such awful, terrible things. Mm-hmm. Or he's a sociopath manipulating everyone the entire time, including yep. that one sentence you just mentioned, you know? Yes. It's very interesting. Because they sociopaths have to, of that degree, have to fake emotion. emotion and so mm-hmm. they're kind of good at it. Right. And he had been working on it throughout his entire life. And um, yeah, there's 200 hours of tapes the good stuff is not in the documentary, but you can find all of them on the internet. I, w- I have included um, the Georgianne Hawkins little brief moment. It's like 30 minutes. And then um, the video that has the weird sentence in it and a few others. So you guys can go and click on them and listen. I'll do like a little subsection like videos underneath my sources so you can go and look at them. Um, but we're going to wrap up Part 10. Is this part 10? Is there more? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I haven't even talked about his death yet. It's soon. But um, we're going to wrap up this part. And then in the final part, which we'll just call the extra bit, um, <laughs> we'll talk about his execution. And then um, I have a list of possible suspects. So we'll just... Victims. Yeah. Possible victims. Sorry. And um, I'll just list those people off. Um, <laughs> Possible suspects. Just kidding. Just it's not kidding. Ted Bundy. It's not Ted Bundy. <laughs> um, no, it was. So I'll talk about them in brief. And so that'll we'll just call it an extra episode for the Ted, Ted Bundy saga. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Bye.